Hey everybody, welcome back to Snack Time. And today we have an amazing dietitian talking all about gut health and functional nutrition. Gut health is so important and we deep dive into how nutrition plays the biggest role in your gut health and then how your gut affects the rest of your health. Speaking of gut health, a lot of times we talk about fiber, probiotics, or different supplements, and this dietitian actually has their own supplement site for you to get personalized supplements. It is www.gutpersonal.com and use code SNACKTIME, T-H-Y-M-E, for 10% off. Enjoy today's episode. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Simple Mills makes delicious snacks with purposeful ingredients that fill you up but never slow you down. They make delicious crackers from almond flour and cookies and snack bars with nut and seed flours with just that right amount of sweetness. Get your Simple Mills snacks and baking mixes at a retailer near you. All right, everybody, welcome back to Snack Time. We are so excited to have a really special guest with us here today. Her name is Jillian Smith. She is a gut health registered dietitian with a focus on functional medicine. She is inspired her work by her own gut issues, and she is on a mission to help other women help and do fix the same and feel better. She provides both one-on-one and group coaching, virtually helping her community get to the root cause of the gut issues. When Jillian isn't in client appointments, she's obsessed with baking and exploring other cultures through her love of travel. Welcome, Jillian. We're so excited to have you. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to chat with you guys today. It's so exciting to bring you on and get to know part of your journey. So can you tell us how you got into the field of nutrition? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think so many times, especially for those in the wellness space, nutrition coaches, they kind of got to where they are because they had their own personal struggles. And that is Absolutely. Yes, was the case for me. So I struggled with gut issues for so many years. And when I'm talking about gut issues, it's a lot of those like irritable bowel syndrome type things like embarrassing gas, really uncomfortable stomach aches, constipation, other bathroom issues, you know, just those symptoms that are no fun to deal with and can be super frustrating when you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on. So I was struggling for many years. A lot of that was through college. So I was actually going to school to become a dietitian, and I couldn't figure out what was going on in my own gut. And it was super frustrating. I was bouncing through so many different doctor's appointments. I was getting all the tests done. You know, I was 19 years old getting a colonoscopy and they, everything was coming back normal. And it was super frustrating because I just knew that it wasn't normal. I knew you know, something was off and that there was so much room for me to feel better. And I really was on a quest to figure that out. So it wasn't until after I graduated, I became a dietitian and I really started to dive into more of that functional medicine space where you're really chasing after the root cause to, okay, what's causing those imbalances instead of just prescribing a medication to kind of cover up the symptoms, which was really my experience for so many years. And so Going through, you know, the functional medicine route, I was able to figure out the root cause to my issues. Um, I did a lot of functional medicine lab testing, stool testing to actually see what's going on in the environment of my gut. Um, And then, of course, you know, really taking a look at my nutrition, my lifestyle practices. And I was really able to fix my gut and 
since then, I've just been seeing how it really just opens up so many other areas of your health and just makes you feel better in your whole body. And so I get super passionate now about helping others do the same because I've been in the boat of gut issues. And now that I'm on the other side, I just want others to know that it's so possible for them as well. Your story is so relatable. I mean, in some capacity, I would be shocked if someone were to say that they've never had a gut issue in right. in any way, shape or form, right? We hear about it from young age to even when women start their menstrual cycles and their period and where um, cramping and constipation, you know, jumps right in super fast. And even throughout your cycles, how that, that does change for women, we are very lucky to go through that journey. Um, but your story is, is so relatable and it makes complete sense why you and Bridget are in the company called the gut fix. You're literally there to help people fix their gut and um, you want to help people fix their gut from the inside out. Right. And so I, at first I want to plug your Instagram page, the.gut.fix, because as we scroll through social media, we see so much misinformation about what gut health really means and how to actually treat it. And this is a hundred percent, you know, 10 out of 10 accurate, reliable source of a, on the platform um, for anyone to go and check out. So please check out their Instagram page. And you guys also have the supplement company, right? So gut personal mm -hmm. is that. Um, I know you and Bridget are, are so generous to give us 10% off for our viewers if they use the code snack time. So can you tell us a little bit more about gut personal and in these products? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So first off, thank you so much. I mean, there is a lot of noise, especially kind of in the gut health space, because gut health has really launched. It's really blossomed. It's kind of become a really sexy topic, which is great because it's so important that we're starting to have these conversations. But with that, there's a lot of misinformation out there and it can feel really confusing to people out there when you're like, okay, I'm hearing this thing from one person. I'm hearing this thing from another and it can feel really overwhelming. And what steps do you take next? And really what we're out here trying to hone in on is that gut health number one is super complex. Just the human body in general is very complex. And so you can't just fix your gut by taking, you know, a detox tea that you found on Instagram. Like it, there's just so much more to the story. And really the biggest thing is personalization. I mean, everybody's body, everybody's guts are so incredibly different. And so what worked for your best friend or what worked for the influencer on the internet may not work for you. And that's just because we're all very different. So when we're going about a gut healing journey and really going to rebalance the gut and start feeling good in your body again, we have to take it from a personalized perspective and say, okay, what's going on in your unique gut? What are your unique imbalances? And let's address those because that's how you get to feel better so much faster because we're going about it in a way that's customized to you. So that's what we do. Number one in the gut fix, which is like our service side. That's where I'm seeing clients one-on-one. -on -one. We're really working closely together for a few months to unpack all these complexities that go into it. But then we also have gut personal, which is what you're talking about, the supplement line. And that's really how we can expand. You know, not everybody is in the place where they want to be working with a dietitian. They may not, you know, have the time or just the space that, excuse me, the capacity in their life to really be working one-on-one. -on -one. And so but gut personal is our way to give people a connection with those personalized supplements from the convenience of their own home. So what Bridget and I did, Bridget is the founder, CEO of the company, and then I'm the lead dietitian. 
we created a quiz. And so what people can do is take this online quiz. It's literally like three to five minutes. Very, we designed this quiz over the course of like two years. It's been in the works for a really long time because we really wanted it to be good so that you can answer the questions and we're able to use your responses to those questions and create a personalized gut healing protocol for you through those gut personal supplements. So that's the idea around it. We've been, um, gut personal has been flourishing since November. So it's been what, about four, five, six months. And it's just been amazing to see the impact and now what people get to feel just good in their bodies. And it's been really beautiful to watch. That's so awesome. And one of the reasons we're so excited to bring you on to help our community is to learn that you don't always have to feel like crap. Yes. Definitely pun intended. Um, we would love to ask you some tips and tricks to help our community so that they can leave this episode with action steps that they can take. And I know you said that you have a focus on functional medicine. So our first question is, what's the difference between functional nutrition and traditional nutrition, if there is one? Yeah, such a great question. So what the functional medicine space is, functional nutrition, you can kind of use those terms interchangeably in this case. So we're really, our aim is to identify the root cause to your imbalances and address those. So it's not so much just treating the symptoms, it's taking it much further than that and really peeling back the onion and saying, okay, why do you have these symptoms in the first place? So, you know, conventional medicine, the analogy I always kind of use is if I break my arm, I'm not going to go to my naturopath. I'm not going to go to my functional medicine. I'm going to go to, you know, conventional medicine to a hospital emergency room to get my arm put back together. But if I'm dealing with some of these chronic issues, such as in my case, chronic gut issues that I struggled with for years, when I was going to conventional medicine, they were really giving me medications to treat my symptoms. So I struggled with a lot of constipation. So they were giving me medications to relieve that constipation, but it wasn't addressing why I was having constipation in the first place. So it really wasn't making me feel any better because that underlying issue was still there. And for me, it was a lot of gut imbalances. I had um, like too much bad bacteria and not enough good bacteria. And it was really screwing everything up. So then it was in functional medicine where I started getting into, okay, why am I constipated in the first place? I was able to figure out I had those bacterial imbalances. So then I was able to address that and the constipation became a non-issue. So that's kind of how I like to explain it is you're really just taking it one step further. It's not just like a pill for an ill. It's more of, okay, there's a lot going on here. Let's start the conversation of figuring out where this all stems from in the first place. That's a great explanation. Not just putting a Band-Aid on the problem, yeah. figuring out the cause of the problem. <laughs> that um, That's a great way to put it. So you just said actually you had too much of the bacteria that we don't want. Can you help our community understand how bacteria is in our gut, how it can help, how it can hurt? Why is there bacteria in our gut? Oh, yeah. So our microbiome, that's kind of what we refer to as the ecosystem of bacteria that lives within our body. It's home to over 100 trillion bacteria. I mean, just a huge number. And this bacteria lives in our body. Most of it is super beneficial. We have a very symbiotic relationship with our gut bacteria. We give them a place to live. They keep us healthy. But problems start to arise when some of these more bad bacteria start to get in too many numbers and they start to crowd out some of the good guys. And that's when more issues can come up. So that might be issues with 
feeling really tired all the time. It could be issues with hormonal imbalances or issues with your metabolism. If you're someone who's like, I do everything right and I can just not lose any weight, like what's going on here? That's another, um, another client that I work with a lot to say, okay, let's dig into the gut because the gut regulates so much of our metabolism. So these bacteria, they live in our gut and how we feed these bacteria really is going to affect if we have enough good guys and not too many bad guys. So you guys have probably heard, you know, eat your fruits and vegetables. There, there's truth to that. And that's to get enough fiber. And it's the fiber is what feeds that good bacteria. So a lot of times if we're eating a really poor diet with a lot of processed foods, um, you know, kind of like that standard American diet that's really low in fiber, then we're not going to be feeding that good bacteria, which then kind of leaves room open in your body for that bad bacteria to take up real estate. And that bad bacteria is what feeds off of a lot of processed sugars, um, bad oils, those sort of things, more of those processed junk foods. And so diet is a really big piece that we can't neglect. I mean, you know, the stool testing I was talking about, it's super fun to get that testing and figure out what's going on, but we can't forget the basics of good diet, managing stress, getting enough sleep, all those things play a big role into our gut bacteria. And as you're talking about playing this big role, you know, we hear a lot about how your gut is, plays a big role in your overall health or that your gut is your second brain. Can you explain kind of what that means and how it affects our overall health? Oh, yes. Oh, we could be here all day talking about this because the amount of roles that our gut is in charge of is truly crazy. And I mean, it goes so much more beyond just digesting the food that we eat. Our gut plays a huge role in our mental wellness. So our gut bacteria, those good bacteria I was just talking about, they're actually responsible for creating different chemicals in our body that affect our mood. So a big one is called serotonin. That's what we kind of known as our happy hormone. And 95% of that is produced in our gut. So if your gut's out of whack and you don't have enough, enough of that good bacteria to make it that serotonin, then your mood's going to suffer. You might be feeling more down, depressed, anxious. Um, the gut regulates so much of our hormonal imbalances. And so having healthy hormones, you got to have a healthy gut. Our metabolism, like I was talking about a lot of skin health. So I sometimes get a lot of clients who come to me with skin issues, like whether it be acne or hives, rosacea, eczema, and the skin really is an inside job. It's coming from the gut. So we have to rebalance the gut. And so, yeah, you're so right. The gut is known as the second brain because it plays so many of these roles. And it has a very intimate connection with our brain. That gut brain connection is really powerful. And that's why Stress is such a big component to our gut health. And if you're somebody who your stress is all over the place and you're a very stressed out person, sometimes we'll see a lot of gut issues in those individuals because if your gut is all over the place, your stress is going to be all over the place. And if your stress is all over the place, your gut's going to be all over the place. So you can kind of get into a vicious cycle there. I think everyone needs to just pause, rewind about two minutes and re listen to that segment because there's so many little tidbits that we often overlook, just like you said, where we don't just, or our gut does not just digest the food we eat and move on. It has a huge influence to our mood. It has a huge influence to our stress levels and vice versa, right? So stress can influence our gut health and gut health can influence our stress. And it's kind of a vicious cycle. And that's why it's so important to recognize that 
what a lot of times people will say, you know, oh, you look healthy or, oh, I, I, I look fine. Like what's wrong with me? And just because you might look a certain way, doesn't mean that the inside is in check. And, um, but that also doesn't mean that if, you know, your face is breaking out, you're still going to look beautiful, but that doesn't also mean that that's a sign saying that maybe something is off in your gut health as well. So it's so important to recognize that what's on the inside and the outside, they both truly do go hand in hand. Something that you can't always see is the immune system. So I'm interested to, to hear what you have to say about how your gut health can influence your immune system, because it's not something that, I mean, unless you have a runny nose, you can't really see anything. So how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So that's another really big role of our gut is our immunity. So over 70% of our immune system resides in our gut, which makes sense, right? Because your whole gut, like that whole digestive tract is really from up in your mouth to where food exits. And that's really the way that pathogens and infections and viruses can enter into your body, right? Like through your mouth, and then it can take up real estate in your body. So you need to have a strong, robust, immune system within your gut to fight off some of those things so that you don't take up real estate in your body and yourself. And so the gut plays a huge role in our immune system. And so if you're somebody who feels like you're always getting sick, we have to take a look at the gut. Also a big one here is like autoimmunity. So I work with a lot of autoimmunity clients and that's just when your immune system is overreacting to things that it shouldn't be reacting to. And that's a gut issue. So we have to take it back down to the gut and say, okay, if you're somebody who struggles with, uh, for example, like celiac disease or Hashimoto's or rheumatoid arthritis, you know, some of those autoimmune conditions, that's a gut thing. So we have to address the gut because if it's an immune issue, it's a gut issue. They go hand in hand. And if you really want to be supporting your immune system, you got to be supporting your gut that good bacteria is actually responsible for pumping out your immune, um, your immune antibodies. So you have to have enough of that good bacteria to have a strong immune system. If you don't have enough good bacteria, you're going to have a weak immune system. I love hearing you say that because I actually have lupus um, and some signs and symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis, but not definitely have that just obviously some symptoms overlap. And so I'm so interested if you have had lupus clients in the past and maybe some tips and tricks, because I do know that a few of our followers are following because I'm also on the same journey as them. And so um, do you have any tips and tricks or anything to look out for when it comes to those clients? Oh, yes, big time. So one of the biggest things is we have to heal up the gut. So Maybe some of you guys have heard of the term leaky gut. This is basically when your gut is unhealthy. Things that are not supposed to get out of your GI tract are able to escape. And then they hit your immune system. And then this kind of trips your immune system up and can lead to a lot of those conditions and symptoms. So we have to heal up that leaky gut so that things can't escape anymore. So a big way to do this is we have to remove the triggers. And so this might be food triggers. Maybe you're somebody and you know that you're sensitive to things like gluten or dairy are some really common ones. So maybe working with a practitioner to help identify what are your food triggers, number one. But then we can't forget about stress is a huge trigger. Stress in and of itself breaks down that gut lining. So we have to be sure we're managing stress. Asking questions like, are you over-exercising? Are you just putting way too much strain on your body and your body is like, I can't handle this? Are you not allowing, you know, enough recovery time? You're not getting enough sleep. So kind of really taking a moment to think about all of those things. That's step one. And then step two is we need to heal up that gut lining. So we need to heal and seal it. 
My favorite products to do this is actually the healer from Gut Personal. And I know your listeners have a discount code so they can get that. And it's amazing. You just, I like the powder. You do one scoop per day. You can even do two scoops if um, you are somebody who struggles with autoimmunity. Two scoops would be really good. And that really just helps to heal and seal up the gut lining. And then, you know, maybe incorporating some other things like a healthy whole foods diet, really focusing on plant forward foods to get that fiber to really feed that bacteria, strengthen your immune system and kind of get it back into better balance. And then, um, you know, just being sure that you're not forgetting about those foundationals, sleeping, stress, all of those things play a really big role here. And sometimes you just don't think about them. That's such a good point that you aren't thinking about a lot of factors, sleep, stress, maybe your environment that you're in, the weather, the weather changing, everything kind of affects what um, is going on with in our body. And you mentioned, especially food sensitivities. I mean, you know, there's a lot of potential food sensitivities out there, gluten, dairy, other things. And we know that there are a few tests that you can do. And you mentioned like the stool samples and things like that. So can you talk about what food sensitivity tests are and how they can be used? Yeah. So this is food sensitivities are kind of like the golden question. It's, you know, that question of, are they legit? Should I go and get one? And the answer to that is super complex, unfortunately. And those tests, like the food sensitivity tests that you can buy yourself off the internet, I advise against. They are not helpful. They might pop out with a laundry list of foods that you need to avoid. And you might be looking at this list, like there are so many random foods and maybe foods that you eat all the time. And now this test is saying that you're sensitive. It can be really confusing. So I get a lot of clients who come to me with just this paper full of foods that they're supposedly allergic or sensitive to. And so what I really do is I help them understand what's really going on here. And what's really going on here is that leaky gut picture. So a lot of times you can get those food sensitivity tests back and it might be full of foods that either you've eaten frequently or you've eaten recently. And that's just telling us that those food particles are, that are not supposed to get out of your GI tract. They're getting out of your GI tract and triggering your immune system. And that's what's being picked up on those food sensitivity tests. But the issue is not the foods. The issue is you have an unbalanced gut. So that's kind of going back to that root cause. And it's not the food that's the problem. It's that you have that leaky gut and things are able to seep through when they're not supposed to seep through. So really what we want to do is heal up the gut so that the foods become a non-issue. Now, there are some foods like dairy, um, gluten especially. Those are typically more of the foods that if you are pretty sensitive to them, then I might advise, okay, let's take them out for a few months. Let's see how you do, because those absolutely can cause more of a response in some people. But those food sensitivity tests you get off the internet are typically, I'm saying, don't waste your money on them. <laughs> That's so important to recognize because even just the other day in like those mailers you get in your regular, you know, USPS mail. Um, I got a little like paper that said, try this new sensitivity test online. And I was actually doing some research on it. And but I found it so interesting that that this, I won't say it on, on air, but this company did not have any clinical research to back up their testing. They use a lot of borrowed research. And that was so important to recognize where a lot of companies will say, you know, like gut testing can do this for you, but they don't say that their gut testing does this for you. And it's so important to recognize that. I mean, some people, I don't want to 
say that every company, you know, is out to get you and is like very malicious, but it's just important to recognize that just like anything in life, there are some really good high quality ones and some not so good ones. And so, so at the gut fix, do you guys do sensitivity tests and what company do you guys recommend? Or if someone were to come to you, can they ask, can they order them through you? How does that work? Yeah, great question. So I don't do a lot of the food sensitivity tests just for the reasons I was just explaining. I'm more so going about it from, okay, why is your gut imbalance? Why are, why is your immune system even able to react to these food particles in the first place? And let's address that. So that's where the stool testing comes in. And it is so amazing. You do have to get it ordered through a practitioner. So when my clients come to me, I order it for them. It gets sent directly to their home and it is a stool test. I mean, super humbling experience, but it's so, so worth it. Um, they just they complete it from the convenience of their own home, send it to the lab, and then the lab sends me the results. And then these results are so, so helpful because it's literally five pages of data where I'm looking for any gut infections, any parasites, worms, um, bacterial balance. So I'm looking at the specific strains of bad bacteria and good bacteria, making sure we have good balance there and there's no overgrowth or deficiencies going on. I even get to see markers of if you're breaking down your food and how well you're absorbing those nutrients. So we get a look at that. I get to look for any inflammation. And then I do test for gluten sensitivity on those just because gluten is such a big one, especially with that leaky gut picture we were talking about. So I do test for the gluten and it's really great because once you have all of that data, then we're really able to say, okay, look at all this that's going on. Let's address this and then reheal your gut supporting, you know, your detoxification processes and your gut lining. And so that you can feel really good, your energy improves and you just feel more at home in your body again, because when you have a lot going on in the gut, it throws off so many other things in your health and it can just feel really overwhelming and defeating sometimes. When you said overwhelming and defeating, like that is so true. People come potentially to you like this is they've tried everything. And you mentioned like maybe they're seeing all these, you know, detox teas online and doing food sensitivity tests and discouraged because um, it's saying cut out everything and they're overwhelmed. So when we talk about like gut health and the results being so personalized with you, when um, how do you how do you feel like your gut personal supplements help a variety of people. You mentioned like one of them closes the gut lining. Talk about a few other things that you feel is impactful. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I mean, one of the most popular ones we have, it's called the Miracle Worker, and it's just a really good high quality magnesium supplement. And magnesium is like my absolute favorite supplement that I really recommend to everybody. And it just really helps you feel better. It helps you sleep better. It's really helpful for normal pooping. So you can have bowel regularity, you know, all those things. So that one is my all time favorite. And I think the reason I love it so much is number one, it completely changed my gut. And I see it change the guts of so many of the women I work with, as well as just people who have checked out gut personal and has ordered some of this miracle worker for themselves. And it, it's such a game changer. It really moves the needle very quickly, which everyone wants, you know, to feel better fast. So that's one that I absolutely love. And then we also have some other ones for, you know, constipation relief. It's called the mover, really helpful for motility. So it just gets things moving along. If you're somebody who feels backed up for me, sometimes I still struggle with constipation when I travel, which is super common to kind of when you're away from home, 
Maybe you're on vacation, you're eating foods you don't normally eat, maybe having some more cocktails than you normally have, and it can kind of plug you up. So the mover is one I always bring when I travel because so it helps you stay regular. We even have some immune support on there. Um, of course, we're gut health focused. And because the immune is so tied into our gut, supporting the immune system is really important. And we do all very natural botanicals and nutrients. And um, it's just really nice that you can support your body in a natural way and feel good about what you're putting into your body. As soon as you said magnesium, I got so excited <laughs> because <laughs> I think a lot of people, when we think about gut health, we automatically just think about probiotics. And then now like the topic about prebiotics and maybe even postbiotic, postbiotics has been like, you know, like hot topics these days, but just thinking that like the term prebiotic is really all you need. And that's actually not the case where magnesium comes into play. So many other nutrients come into play for our gut health. And it's important to recognize that overdosing on probiotics may not, and probably won't solve your problem. It may yeah. actually make it a lot worse. And so recognizing that there are many different approaches to heal the gut. Um, and then I also was so excited when you talked about travel. And so with warm weather coming up, knowing that we all may have some travel plans in our future, I know you're the traveling dietitian, um, but I would love to hear what are your thoughts about post-travel gut health? And do we need to do anything different on our trip or when we recover? Or when we come uh, back from our trip to recover? Yes, absolutely. And I'll kind of tie it into that probiotic conversation because that's really big as well. And I was just clapping over here when you were talking about the probiotics because probiotics are not the end all be all. And so many times people think good gut health equals just taking a probiotic. And unfortunately that I wish it were that simple, but if it were that simple, I probably wouldn't have a job. So honestly, it's, there's so much more that goes into it. And sometimes probiotics can even make things worse. And so I usually don't even recommend probiotics for my clients who have a lot of gut issues until the very end. We're doing so much more before that, before I add on a probiotic, because it can really make things a lot worse. So that kind of bleeds into the travel conversation of there's a lot you can be doing to really support your gut before you travel, during travel, and then especially after travel to kind of get you feeling like back on track because I know travel can kind of throw things off a bit. So um, the soother from Gut Personal is my favorite for like helping to soothe down, nourish the gut. If you're going on vacation, you might, like I was saying, be eating more rich foods that don't typically sit as well with you. Maybe drinking more cocktails and you might notice that alcohol really irritates your gut and like messes things up. So the soother is really great for just helping to nourish that gut lining, soothe the inflammation, kind of bring it all down, cool it down. So that one is super, super great for that, as well as the healer. I really like to pair those together because they both really act on that gut lining. So our gut lining, we want it to be like a silk blanket, very nice and mucusy. That's a nice, healthy gut lining. And sometimes when we're eating foods that don't sit well with us or alcohol, it can really break up that mucus silk blanket and that can cause a lot of issues. So the healer and the soother together really help to reinstate that nice silk blanket, which helps you feel really good as well. And then, you know, I always recommend when you're traveling, some travel hacks is number one, if you're on like a wellness supplement routine, try to stick with it, you know, pack your supplements, I always say put them in your carry on so that you don't have to break up your routine. And just try to stick to that routine as much as possible. With my clients, I do a lot of like, we'll start incorporating a morning routine. Maybe it looks like morning journaling or a morning walk, um, like maybe some 
lemon water in the morning, you know, like incorporating little morning routine hacks, because that's really helpful for mitigating your stress, which then we know plays into the gut health. So I always recommend when you're traveling, maybe it, your routine isn't going to look the same. And it's definitely not. And that's totally okay. Like, don't let that stress you out. But maybe try to think of two or three of your routines that you can really commit to. And that's just kind of a way to help you feel like you're still kind of doing the things that you know, make you feel really good because nobody wants to feel crappy when you're on vacation. So trying to stick to the routine as much as possible, staying hydrated, and then taking some of that, like the soother and the healer as a little bit of extra support, just because you know your gut's probably going to need it. That's really helpful. And I like the routine aspect, you know, you create this like routine that helps decrease your stress, maybe you sleep better. And sometimes that is a part on vacation that gets thrown out the window. And so then you're off your routine on a lot of aspects. And like you said, stress and um, not being on routine can easily affect gut health. And you mentioned too, with this routine is water, water in your routine. And um, could you talk a little bit about how water affects your gut health and especially staying hydrated, maybe when you are on vacation and enjoying a few more cocktails than normal? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all know how important water is just for our staying alive, right? But especially when it comes to gut issues, and if you're somebody who struggles with constipation, water is really important. If you're on the other end and you struggle with a lot of diarrhea, water is still really important. So of course, if you're struggling with constipation, I always am like, okay, let's take a look at your fiber intake and let's take a look at your water. Of course, that's not the end all be all. And if you know, you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I've been told by every single doctor to eat more fiber and drink more water. It's not helping. And I hear you. So it's not the end all be all, but it can certainly help to kind of lubricate things, bring hydration into your gut and keep things moving along. Where on the other end, if you struggle with a lot of diarrhea and things are moving through your gut too quickly and they're just flushing out, that can be causing a lot of dehydration, which can just exacerbate your issues and really lead to worse issues if you start to get into kind of that dehydrated state. So being sure that you're drinking plenty of water. Um, I always like to help my clients out with some good like water tips, because sometimes you just don't even think about some of these tips, and it can be difficult to get in enough water. So something I love doing is putting a really big glass of water at my bedside before I even go to bed. Part of my evening routine, I'll fill up a full glass, put it at my bedside, so that way, first thing in the morning, that's the first thing I do before I get up, before I even swing my legs off the side of the bed, I'm drinking that full glass of water. Because a lot of us can, you know, the alarm goes off, we're immediately jumping out of bed, we're pouring coffee, we're hustling to get out the door. And, you know, that's not the best way to start our morning. So getting in water first thing in the morning, maybe investing in a large water bottle, I always recommend at least half a gallon to just kind of carry around with you. And that makes it easier to, there you go, you got yours, I love it. And that makes it easier to kind of track how much water you have drinking that day because it can, you know, you lose track if you're just filling up little eight ounce glasses all day long. You just kind of, sometimes you don't think about it. And if you have that big water staring at you all day, it makes it just easier to grab for it. Drinking out of a straw can make it easier. And then maybe zhuzhing it up, putting in some fresh fruit juice, a squeeze of orange or lemon, maybe an orange slice, some muddled berries, some electrolytes, just to kind of give it some flavor and not make it so boring. Oh, I love all these recommendations. The water, I think we could have a whole episode just to talk about tips and tricks on how to drink more water. Um, but I am a huge fan of carrying around the dramatically looking half gallon water bottle because 
just like you said, with these smaller bottles, sometimes you lose track about how much did I actually consume. And then I know this sounds like so silly, but like if you're working throughout the day, like, oh, I got to get up now. I got to like intentionally go refill it. And if you're in not a prime time to go refill it, that sounds so silly, but like it actually can deter you and hold you back for so long. And so getting one of these big water bottles, you just fill it. And then I also think maybe this is like just me and it's a placebo effect, but I also think you drink more per bout. Like when you have a smaller bottle, let's say you have a classic Poland Spring 16.9 ounce bottle, like, oh, I'm just gonna take a few sips because I want this to be around for the next couple hours that I have versus if I have a big bottle, like I can gulp down, you know, as much as my body needs in this moment and I'm not stressed that I'm gonna run out anytime soon. So those are some amazing tips and tricks that I'm clearly very excited about. Um, but I actually also saw recently on your Instagram that you had a post about having a healthy gut versus an unhealthy gut. And so I'm curious that if, if a listener here is brand new when it comes to nutrition and they don't have much background, what are some tips and tricks that they can do or keep an eye on to achieve that healthy gut status? Yeah, absolutely. So number one, kind of taking a look at what you're eating and trying where you can to bring in more whole foods. Um, and when I say whole foods, it's really those foods that come from the ground, you know, lots of fruits and veggies, nuts and seeds, beans, potatoes, those sort of things, and less of the processed stuff. And, um, you know, that's kind of step one. And then really, Sometimes people really hyper fixate on what they're eating and not so much of the how they're eating and the how they're eating plays a huge role in gut health. So when we're eating meals, we really want to, number one, we want to eat actual meals and not just be snacking all day long because you're never giving your gut a chance to rest and digest. So we really want a few hours between eating so that our gut can do its job, clean itself and keep you healthy. So that's number one. And then number two, when you are sitting down for meals, really it's going slow. You know, I think in modern society, it's so go, go, go. We have a million things going on. You might be eating lunch while you're typing away at emails and eating in that distracted state or when you're multitasking really takes energy away from the gut. So when you're, we were talking about that gut brain connection, when you're multitasking, that's really a stressor on the body and your brain is not focused on the meal. So your brain is not focused on sending blood flow down to your gut to properly break down that meal that you're eating. So then that can lead to undigested food, making its way all the way down to your colon, feed some of those gut bugs that we don't want to be fed down there and can just lead to more issues. And it can really lead to symptoms like bloating, feeling just really full after meals, like foods just kind of sitting like a brick in your stomach. So if you do struggle with some of those things, maybe taking a look at, okay, when I'm eating my meals, am I being mindful? Am I sitting down, concentrating on my meal? I always advise my clients, like use your senses. What does the food look like, taste like, smell like? What does the texture feel like in your mouth? That kind of helps you stay present with that meal. And then going slow, you know, I recommend at least 20 minutes per meal, which some people are like 20 minutes for a meal. I mean, most of us are scarfing down our food in like five minutes, but that's not giving your body the chance it needs to pump out those enzymes to break down your meal and can really take a hit at your gut health. So of course, what you're eating is important, but how you're eating is just as important. I'm going to take this opportunity to say, I, not all dietitians are perfect at, in any means because I need to stop watching TikTok and uh, TV when I'm eating because my meal, I eat it and I'm like, where did it go? Um, I'm so hungry and that is a really good, you know, 
tip is that it's not so much of potentially what you're eating, but how you're eating and slowing down and letting that, you know, gut and brain connect and work together to digest that food. When we think about, um, you know, maybe mindful eating principles, that's a really awesome tip, but how do you coach somebody to like build a balanced plate for gut health? You know, you, you mentioned there's a few specific nutrients, like the plant-based foods, potatoes, things that come from the ground. So coach us through, if you were coaching a client, what, what do you put on your plate to begin a gut health journey? Yeah, absolutely. So I really teach, it's called the, the balanced plate method. And it's really just ensuring that you're getting all the nutrients that your gut and just your overall health needs to thrive. So the four components that I always advise my clients to be sure you have at every single meal is protein, carbs, fat, and color. And so the color is like the fruits and the vegetables, making sure that's really where you're getting all those micronutrients, your vitamins and minerals, and then a lot of that fiber. So that's what I always advise my clients do is, okay, first ask that question, do I have a protein, fat, carb, and color? And then of course I do a lot of work, you know, with what is a protein, what is a carbohydrate, what's a fat, and what would be some good sources of that color component? And so we really dive into all of that. And then as far as like, you know, portion sizes, of course it depends on so many different factors, you know, but in general, if you're imagining your plate and you have your plate in front of you, I like to recommend about half of that plate should be from that color component. So that should be your vegetables, lots of veggies on there to feed that good bacteria. And then about a quarter of the plate to be your protein. So whether that be, you know, animal meat or some plant-based protein, if you're a vegetarian or vegan, and then the other quarter of the plate to be some high fiber carbohydrates. So that can look like starches, like potatoes, peas, corn. Those are some of the starchy, starchy vegetables. Can also look like, you know, rice or quinoa, pasta, that sort of thing. And then usually the, the healthy fats are just kind of sprinkled on top. So whether it be like the cooking oil that you use to roast your vegetables, or a lot of times if you're doing like um, animal meat, there's usually some good amount of fat in your protein sources as well. So you can get it that way. Maybe you're having it with some avocado, some nuts or seeds sprinkled on top. And so that's kind of how I go about helping my clients say, okay, let's start using some of these guidelines and just start thinking about it and how you can start building your meals according to this. I'm ready for my next meal after all of those <laughs> lovely descriptions that you just said. I'm hungry already. Now that's great. I think it's so important to recognize too that everyone can build the plate with foods that they actually enjoy and foods that they actually love while still meeting this criteria. So getting colorful. Okay, so if your favorite red produce is peppers, eat peppers. If your favorite green produce, you know, is is broccoli and kale, go ahead and go through those on rotation. So yes, of course, we want you to have as much diversity as possible, but it's also important to, you know, not always drive yourself nuts. How can I get as much color today and just take it one day at a time? So a quick or switching gears for a quick second is if we have any RDs to Bs on our episode with us today, we know that we've heard about, you know, your personal dietitian journey and what you do, is there any advice that you would want to give an RD to be about starting their own journey, starting their own, you know, maybe practice, or is there anything that you wish you knew? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the best piece of advice I could give to those RDs to be out there is to just go for it. 
you know, what's so beautiful about our profession of dietetics is there's so many different routes you can go. And, you know, you can really, there's so many different spaces you can work in. If you want to go clinical, if you want to, you know, work more in like the community setting, if you want to go more food service, if you want to go private practice. And, you know, I do think that there's value in kind of dipping your toes into all the different areas and kind of getting a feel for what you like, kind of like dating, right? Like start kind of feeling around, see what you like. And then if you kind of start finding yourself gravitating towards a certain area, for me, it was private practice, lean into that and just go for it. Because, you know, there, like we were talking about in the very beginning of this podcast, to kind of loop it all back around, there's so much noise out there. And really, people just need our help. They need help from credible sources that are genuinely out there to help them and not just make a buck. And so if you feel it in your heart that private practice maybe is something you want to do, then just go for it. And don't be embarrassed whatever anyone else thinks. Start showing up on your social media and preaching what you have to say and just going for it. Thank you. That's awesome advice. Hopefully if anyone's listening, I, I um, we have a huge community of dietitians on season three. And so if anyone has any questions, please reach out to Jillian. We'll, we'll tag your info in the show notes too. But our next section is something called rapid fire. I didn't warn you about this before we had you come on. Um, but Emma and I, when we started our podcast, we of course want this to be educational, but we also want it to be fun. So while we're interviewing you, um, we have a few favorite, you know, topics that are more like this or that questions. Um, and we're just going to throw them out there. And we want to hear your gut response and we'll just quickly move through them. Sounds good. I love it. Let's do it. All right. So first I have to ask, are you a sweet or a savory person? Savory. What about a breakfast or a dinner person? Dinner. Of course, eating both, but do you want dinner for dinner or breakfast for dinner? Um, appetizers or desserts? Which do you get more? Appetizer. Do you have a favorite appetizer? Oh, it really depends on where I am doing, you know, and my, if I'm watching a football game, I might go for some nachos. If I'm out at a nicer dinner, then, you know, I love starting off with like some, I love seafood. So maybe like a shrimp cocktail, some oyster, something like that. I love that. What about pancakes or waffles? Mm, pancakes. What about pizza or pasta? Pizza. How about fruit or veggies? Ooh, vegetables. I love veggies. What about coffee or tea? Coffee all day. So then we have to ask, high iced coffee or hot coffee? I am a hot coffee person. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. So even when it's 100 degrees outside, you'll still find me drinking hot coffee. Do you prefer to strength train or do cardio if you work out? Definitely strength train. And it didn't always used to be that way. I used to be kind of more of a cardio junkie, but strength training has totally changed my life. And I love it way more now. So then we have to ask again, training legs or arms when you do strength train? Leg day. Got to build that booty. <laughs> booty gains through the food in your plate and those, those squats. Are you more of a morning person or an evening person? Morning person. What about what's your favorite dessert? Mm, cookies. Any kind of cookie. A good gluten-free cookie. Love them. Any flavor. Knowing that these are, this is a common food among many humans, including dietitians, do you have a favorite peanut butter brand? Oh, 
You know, I love the Trader Joe's peanut butter brand because it's organic and they don't add a bunch of stuff into it and it's super cheap. So Trader Joe's brand is a great life hack. What about what's your favorite city to visit? New Orleans. I went there for my 21st birthday a few years ago and fell in love. It's been my favorite city ever since. Knowing that you are a travel girl, do you love the city more or the suburbs? The city. I love the city. And the last one, what is your favorite personal gut health product? Mm, the Miracle Worker from Gut Personal, the magnesium that we were talking about really is my favorite. That is awesome. It's so good to get to know you a little bit more outside of just all of your knowledge. And with that, you know, we, you have clients, you have a social media presence and the daily ins and outs of becoming a dietitian and just living your life. You certainly have really busy days. What inspires you and keeps you motivated each day? You know, I think just getting, I feel so grateful to be able to do what I do and help women and men overcome gut issues because I have been there and I know how truly debilitating it is not only just on your physical well-being but also your mental well-being and I have been there so I feel incredibly grateful to now kind of be that that help that I really wish I had when I was struggling so much and just kind of shine that light on it is so possible for you to feel better and there is support and it's very available to you and you can live a super empowered confident energized life and with the right support, you can do that. And so I feel really grateful to be able to be that support to people. Well, with pun intended, we want everyone to have no more crappy days. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and work directly with you, how can they do that? Yeah, so Instagram really is the best way. I'm super active on Instagram. I'm on there all the time. So just sending me a direct message. My Instagram is jillianSmith.rd. And yeah, just sending me a message. I love to connect with people. So I always encourage people to not ever hesitate to shoot me a message. If you ever have questions on gut health or anything at all, I'm happy to help. So Instagram's probably the best way. Well, thank you so much for your time. We are so grateful to meet you and learn about your journey and for all of your awesome fun facts to share with our community. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Well, that's it team. Thanks so much for joining us today on Snack Time. We hope you had a great snack while listening to this episode and we can't wait until next time. Until then, you can find us on social. You can find our lovely Emma at RD underscore Emma B. And you can find Jillian at eat.train.love.nyc. Be sure to rate and review and subscribe to our podcast and share this episode with your friends and family.